Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Last month, a new Gallup poll came out which showed that Americans say they are more stressed, have more anxiety, are more burdened than at any point in the last decade. In fact, across all ages and demographics, more than one half of all Americans said that they deal with a lot of stress every single day. Currently, NBC Nightly News is even running a series titled America Under Pressure. And after a decades-long absence, Southwest Airlines has even brought back the ad campaign asking their customers if they want to get away. Stress, anxiety, burden are becoming an inseparable part of American life. And as I planned the sermon for this weekend, I couldn't help but focus on the Word of God, which engaged us first at the start of the service of the Word this morning. The words of Psalm 55, specifically the antiphon of our introit, Psalm 55, verse 22, cast your burden on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will not allow the righteous to be moved. See, at the time of writing Psalm 55, David knew what it was like to be under a great deal of stress and burden. We're not exactly sure the exact moment in his life, whether it was perhaps when Saul seeked to kill him, or maybe even when his own son Absalom revolted with the people and drove him out of Jerusalem. But we know why exactly he was facing such a great burden. Someone was looking to put him to death. And the words found in Psalm 55, outside of what we sang as our intro, David explains just what has been going on. That it's not an enemy who looks to kill him, because David says then he could bear it. And nor is it an adversary, because then David says he could hide from it. But rather, it's a friend of his, a companion, an equal a trusted friend, someone who he even walked with and worshipped with in the house of God. And this great burden and stress, the anxiety that David felt, led him to admit that he couldn't help but utter his complaint and his moan to God at evening and at morning and even at noon. In Psalm 55, we see the esteemed David the one who killed Goliath, the one who was the Lord's anointed king of Israel, that David even admits, under the burden of great pressure and stress and anxiety, uncertainty in the days ahead, that he wishes he could be like a simple dove that just flew away and rid himself of this predicament. You and I can relate to David, perhaps not in the specific burden that he was dealing with, the betrayal of a loyal friend who now looked to put him to death, but you and I can relate to how he feels, what it's like to be under a great burden, a great stress, anxiety, to have fear in regards to the uncertainty of the future days to come. 
and there are no shortages of things for us to be burdened by. There are the physical burdens of life, things like pain and sickness, disease, and even the reality that you're not getting any younger. And there are the mental burdens of life, the doubts, the fears that creep into our minds. There are the societal burdens of life, the day-to-day interactions we have with other people, the frustration, the jealousy, and even sometimes the sadness that can occur when we look around and everyone else seems like they've got their life put together and you can't help but feel like yours is falling apart. There are the financial burdens of life. Like how exactly are you going to put those kids through college and maintain a mortgage payment? And there are even the relational burdens of life. The disagreements and fighting that happens within our families, within our marriages, amongst friends, those we love and care about. And just as there's no shortage of things to be burdened by, There's no shortage of things the world says we ought to do to cope with them. No shortage of therapy techniques, do-it-yourself fixes, self-help seminars that the world says we ought to use to deal with the burdens, the stress, the anxiety, and the fear that we face. But in the face of all that noise, the stress, the anxiety, the burdens, Psalm 55 is a great reminder of the one true comfort we have in this life. It's the very thing David found himself having to remind himself of. It's the very thing that David in Psalm 55 took comfort in, and it's the very same thing that brings you comfort who sit here this morning. To cast your burden on the Lord, and he will sustain you. Of course, the real challenge of Psalm 55, verse 22, is not the words themselves, but in the reality that to have that sort of dependence on God is far easier said than done. Easier said than done because in order to truly throw, hurl, cast our burdens onto the Lord, we have to first admit some pretty uncomfortable things about ourselves first. Even amongst the most strong and faithful Christians, there is a true reluctance to totally cast and throw our burdens, our stresses, our pains onto the Lord. A reluctance because that means having to admit that you can't do this by yourself. Admit that there are some struggles which cannot just be fixed by the elbow grease of your own ingenuity that there are some pains, some hurts, some wounds that can't simply be healed by proverbially rubbing some dirt on it and toughening it out. Admit that no matter how strong and resolute you might appear to the outside world, you're not strong enough to do it all by yourself. And in a world that prides its people on being self-sufficient, in order to truly hurl and cast and throw your burdens onto the Lord, you have to admit that you are not self-sufficient, but self-deficient. But when you admit that, there's the wonderful reality 
of what God has done for you. Because we are all truly, to some degree, self-deficient. We are all truly, to some degree, lacking. We have failed to deal with the burdens of our life. And that is especially seen when we consider the greatest burden of all. The burden that should be weighing heavily, heaviest on our hearts. The one burden I have yet to mention. The burden of your sin. Your sin is the one burden you have no hope to try and fix on your own. That is the burden that you have to cast, throw, literally hurl on to God. And that is a burden that God has taken off your shoulders and put it on his very own. In the flesh, in Christ. Christ died so that that burden of sin would no longer be heavy on your hearts. He sacrificed his very life to show that God loves you. And God's love is seen in no greater example than in that burden being removed and placed onto Christ's head as he carried it to the cross. Took that burden, did something with it that is far easier said than done. He sacrificed his very life so that you would be sustained. And on Easter Sunday, the resurrection of Christ, you know that you are not only sustained for this life, but given a sustaining life, an everlasting life, an eternal life. And when we read in the last part of Psalm 55, verse 22, that he will not allow the righteous to be moved, we remember the words of Paul to the church in Corinth, that he, Christ, became sin who knew no sin, so that we, the sinners, might become his righteousness. See, the Bible does not promise that those who trust in God will not face burdens, stress, anxiety, pain. Psalm 55 is a great reminder of that. But what God's done for you is that in the face of great stress, great burden, great pain, great anxiety, when you're wondering how you can endure it at all, we are reminded that God himself endured the greatest burden of all. That however great your burden may be, however draining the stress in your life, however taxing the anxiety and the fear of the days to come, we remember what St. Peter said when he quoted Psalm 55 verse 22 in his first epistle. Cast your cares on him, onto God, because he cares for you. And as you sit here today with burdens known to others and burdens known only to yourself, listen to the words of your Savior from the last verse of the gospel reading. I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart. I, Christ, have overcome the world. Jesus tells you to take heart 
because in him is the only true peace this world has ever known. The true peace of God, which is beyond all understanding. The peace that is found in the very fact that God will sustain you. In fact, he already has through the death and resurrection of his only begotten son. Peace in the fact that Christ overcame sin, death, and the devil. That he rescued you. He saved you. Peace from the fact that the Lord your God is the same Lord who took his people out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. The same Lord who anointed David king of Israel. That is the same Lord who would die so that the greatest burden of all would be taken off your shoulders. That is the same Lord that would sustain you, support you, and nourish you. That is the same Lord that in Christ we know sustains us not just for this life, but truly for eternity with him. Amen. Now the peace of the one true living God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.